Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is another Liberty from Captivity podcast. I am your host, Kelly Ward, and today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2021. This is episode number nine, and the title of today's show is Deliverance Basic Series, Part 6 on Inner Healing. It has been a few months since I've done my last podcast, and my goal is to to do these more frequently and to bring you information that I think would be helpful to you in your walk with the Lord. And so it's been a tough few months, and uh, part of what I've gone through is part of what I want to talk to you about this evening. I just want to give a quick recap from episodes number six, seven, and eight that dealt with the topic of curses. From those three episodes, I defined what a curse is. I provided biblical examples for those. I discussed generational curses and how they still operate today. I discussed different types of curses, including curses on objects and cursed land, and how to break a curse. And again today, I want to discuss with you the topic of inner healing. And I want to start by defining what inner healing is and why it is so important. You know, for me personally, I learn best by example. I have stated many times that God uses the school of experience to teach us things, and I am no different. I had a recent experience with inner healing from how I was raised as a child. Basically, my father rejected me during childhood. We reconciled several years ago, and God is still working on us both. God is a good father, isn't he? What I experienced after I forgave him was continued insecurity because I didn't have that security growing up. But how can that happen if I forgave him and and we have been reconciled? What I learned is the wounds of those experiences remain long after when they occurred if you don't deal with them. In episode three, we talked about open doors. Of course, a very obvious open door is sin. But a not-so-obvious open door is a soul wound that happened because somebody hurt us or we allowed ourselves to become offended or bitter, even if that person who offended us didn't even intend to. Did you know that demons can attach themselves to these wounds? That's right, they can. And that's the real issue with the need for inner healing. You can go through deliverance for sins and curses, but if they are there by legal right of a soul wound, they just simply won't leave. This is the reason why going through inner healing is so important. Think of these as a physical wound on your body that simply won't heal. Perhaps the wound is infected and you keep applying bandages to it. It can continue to fester and become worse until you remove the infection and then the healing comes. It's the same way with our wounded memories and emotions. So what is inner healing? Well, we need to revisit the fact that we as human beings are made up of body, soul, and spirit. If you want to know more, I discuss this in episode 3 titled Open Doors. The aspect of inner healing focuses more on the soul and spirit. However, inner healing is part of a whole person ministry because a lot of physical ailments have a spiritual root to them. Perhaps you have heard it said that our soul contains our mind, will, and emotions. This is important because of our memories and the hurts that are attached to them. Therefore, inner healing can work by dealing with the hurts and negative emotions connected to your memories. Examples of negative emotions might be things like bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, rejection, abuse, anger, and many more. 
For example, let's say one of your parents rejected you. Rejection is rampant, so this is a fairly common thing these, these days, and, ver and very understandable. Anyway, you have a lot of memories and emotions tied to that rejection. Perhaps your memories are broken promises to spend time with you, lack of attention and affection, hurtful things that were said to you, loneliness, disappointment, and so on. You may have forgiven that parent for all those things, but if the wounds run deep and have been there for many years, the enemy preys on it. Therefore, healing needs to take place for that brokenness. Inner healing deals with the wounds and negative emotions connected to those memories, and God wants to heal you in those areas. You just have to understand that this exists and how to get healed. Before I go any further, I want to say that this podcast isn't meant to be an exclusive how-to on inner healing, but rather to introduce the concept and demonstrate why it's so important in the overall aspect of deliverance. As I continue to learn more, and by God's guidance, I plan to do a more extensive show on inner healing at a later time. So now that we have established the importance of inner healing, we need to discuss some common types of wounds that need healing. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but it's to get you thinking about things to look for in your own life or someone that you're helping. Perhaps you're dealing with rejection, abandonment, betrayal, bitterness, unforgiveness, trauma, condemnation, lack of self-worth, and low self-concept, torment, anger, stress, depression, miscarriages, abortions, etc. And I'm going to ad-lib a little bit from my notes because it just occurred to me that there may be issues in your relationships, perhaps with your spouse, your children, your parents, your family, your co-workers, and any other people. These types of emotional issues you may not understand about yourself. You know that they're there and you're fighting it constantly, but you don't know how to get free. And of course, you pray and pray and pray and pray about it, but you just simply don't know what it is. I submit to you that it's very possible that you may have a wound that is connected to a memory from your past that needs to be healed. And once you deal with those, then all of your other relationships should start to fall in line. Anyway, these emotions may be present in your life due to some other reasons like demonic attachments or a health-related issue. But even those can have a root in a wounded emotion. That's why it's so important to leave no stone unturned when ministering to yourself and to others. And you may have gone through deliverance even multiple times only to discover that you're still dealing with emotional issues. And there is another way that the enemy can wound us that you may be unaware of. And that is when we are in our mother's womb. As a fetus, you can be wounded for things like rejection because of an unplanned pregnancy. You can pick up fear, worry, anxiety, stress, and so on from your mother and even your father as well. Either one of your parents or other people can speak word curses over you. Obviously, this isn't fair, and I would completely agree, but we all know that the enemy doesn't fight fair. And the enemy can put things on us even from that time of our lives that we may not have any memories of, or at least memories that we are not aware of. But with Jesus on our side, he can reveal these things because he desires that you get healed. Now that you know that you or the person you're helping is having issues, we need to discuss some basic methods to deal with them. There are many different ways to minister inner healing. And I'm still learning about them, but one of the more popular ones is the Sozo ministry. 
It's very helpful to a lot of people, and I'm supposed to learn about this at some point in the near future through my church. Neil T. Anderson wrote a book called Victory Over the Darkness, in which his focus is on your identity in Christ. We all need to understand our identity, and it's very helpful because if we're believing lies about ourselves, we need to replace those with the truth in who we are in Jesus Christ. My recent inner healing experience came through the work of Charles H. Kraft. He has an excellent book called Deep Wounds, Deep Healing. I also learned about a few other methods when I was serving at the Deliverance Ministries in Oklahoma City a few years ago, and they used many of his methods to minister inner healing. Before we dive into this, there is something that we need to discuss that is a vital part of the process. As mentioned, our memories and the emotions connected to them is where we can get attacked. When you want to recall a memory, it's common to use your imagination and to bring up a mental image or a movie of how things played out. Or when you read a book like the Bible, for example, sometimes I try to imagine the scene. I might play it like a movie in my head as I'm reading it. God gave us the ability to take in information in many forms in our memories to recall them and to use our imagination. Of course, the enemy likes to take God-given things and corrupt them. For example, you can use your thoughts to focus on what is good, as in Philippians 4.8, or you can use them for things that are evil. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. So we see by this that we can think on good things or we can think on evil things. Likewise, our words can be used for good or evil. We can use them to bless or to curse. The book of James chapter 3 verse 10 says, Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. So it's the same way with our thoughts and imaginations and the way we meditate and think on things. We can meditate on the Word, or we can meditate like they do in Eastern religions, which I would advise you not to do. We can use our God-given abilities to do good or evil. And with that, I want to introduce the idea of faith picturing. This is something that I learned about through Charles H. Kraft in his book, Deep Wounds, Deep Healing, that I mentioned earlier. Faith picturing is a way to deal with our memories because they are stored in pictures anyway. The idea here is simply this, to recall the event, people, and places, and allow yourself to feel the emotions connected to those events, people, or places for the purpose of healing. Basically, it goes like this. You can quiet yourself before the Lord, close your eyes, and go back to the event and quote-unquote refill the emotions. And this might be a very painful process as an experience. But once you allow Jesus to heal you of those things, you will be glad that you went through it. And this must all be done under the direction of the Holy Spirit, of course. When ministering to yourself or others, it's important to look for Jesus in that situation. A lot of people have reported that as they have gone through the inner healing process that Jesus is there, usually behind them. But he's always there. It is in these moments that you allow him to speak to you, to heal you, to show you that he was there. Allowing Jesus to heal you in this way is very powerful and has brought freedom to many people. 
And if you are uncomfortable with this idea or method, then I would encourage you instead to just get quiet before the Lord, pray, and ask Him to reveal to you the information that you need to know connected to those circumstances and let Him speak to you. But I submit to you that faith picturing is not in and of itself an evil thing. It is not something that is connected to Eastern religions. And with that idea established, I want to discuss some basic methods for inner healing that you can apply to yourself and to others. Again, I want to emphasize that this is all just very basic. I also want to point out that deep inner healing usually can take one to two hours per session and may require multiple sessions, usually with someone with experience in this ministry. But even following some of what I'm about to give you can still result in inner healing. I learned these methods again when I was serving at Deliverance Ministries in Oklahoma City, and I've seen it yield wonderful results for a lot of people. The first method involves a current emotion that you are dealing with and going back to the source. You or the person that you're helping needs to get quiet before the Lord and close your eyes. With the emotion you're dealing with, ask the Lord to show you or take you back to the source of when it first occurred. You can use faith picturing or allow the Lord to speak to you. When you get to the source of how it all started and you know what happened, then you can do the following steps. Repent for any sins that you may have committed. Forgive those who sinned against you, hurt you, or offended you. Ask Jesus to speak to you and allow him to bring truth to you in that situation. Remember, the truth will set you free. And repeat this for any other emotions you may be dealing with but do them one at a time. The second method, and the main theme behind Charles Craft's method, is a bit different. It starts in the early stages of your life, just prior to and after conception. It's important to remember that your life, no matter how you were conceived, was not a mistake. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Psalm 139, verse 14 says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now that that has been established, the basic idea is to go in step starting from conception to the first month in the womb. Just like the prior method, get quiet before the Lord and close your eyes. Use faith picturing and look for Jesus in that situation. Allow Him to show you anything significant that may may have occurred during this time frame. Forgive those who hurt you and, if necessary, break any curses spoken over you. Allow Jesus to heal you in whatever way He chooses. For example, He might speak to you and hug you and tell you to do something. He may even have you hold the baby version of yourself. Repeat this for all the other months until your birth. After you have completed this phase in the womb, you can repeat this method for the rest of the phases in your life after birth. For example, maybe you can divide up your life into segments such as between birth and one or two years old, then go to five years old, then to ten years old, and so on until you get to your current age. Take your time and allow the Lord to reveal anything significant. Receive His truth in these situations as He ministers and speaks to you. 
Remember, he was there and is in there in your life now. He transcends all time. It is important to note during all of this that there may be times when you need to forgive yourself. There may be part of you that's holding on to some hidden unforgiveness. Those things the enemy knows and preys upon. Put all these things under the blood of Jesus and close those doors. And then, of course, after you go through all of that, cast out any demons that may have been there during this. Be led by the Lord on how to do this. The Lord may direct you to cast out a demon after you have gone through one of the phases, like, for example, maybe between the ages of 5 and 10. Or you may just feel led after you have gone through a ministry session on yourself or somebody else to wait until the very end and then to cast out any demons that you think that you might be dealing with. And by the way, I have not done a show on the actual deliverance process of casting out a demon and the things to expect. That's probably going to be the next show. But basically, in this process, you just command the demon to leave. You speak to it and you tell it to go. For example, maybe you are dealing with the demon of rejection. You just simply say, in the name of Jesus, I command you demon of rejection to leave me. And it's just that simple. After the Lord has healed you of any of these negative emotions, you will likely have to change your mindset and attitudes with any method of inner healing that has been used. Getting rid of the negative influences will make it easier, but be prepared that the changes will take some time and effort on your part, because we are still dealing with the flesh. Sometimes you have what seems like a relapse of a negative emotion or even a physical ailment that you are delivered from. When this happens, recognize that it is a trick of the enemy. Speak God's truth over it and don't receive his lies. Rebuke the enemy and command him to leave, just as I pointed out a moment ago. In summary, inner healing deals with allowing the Lord to heal negative emotions connected to memories from your past. These may be open doors you are unaware of that the enemy attacks you with. There are several methods to use, and what I presented here was just two methods that I know of. One of them is taking a current emotion and going back to the source and allowing Jesus to heal you. The other one is the birth up method by Charles Kraft. And by the way, both of these are in his book. If you want to know more in-depth information about Charles Kraft's method, you can buy his book called Deep Wounds, Deep Healing. I want to make sure and give him credit for the things that I have learned that I have used in ministry to others and have received myself. I bought mine on Amazon. He goes into details of how this all works, which is really nice if you are a nuts and bolts kind of person like me. He also goes into details about how memories work as well. He provides many amazing testimonies of how God healed people, and those are just priceless to me. Also, I bought a book called Doing the Supernatural Works of Jesus, written by Everett Cox, who is the founder of Deliverance Ministries here in Oklahoma City, where I used to serve. His book contains basic deliverance steps along with inner healing that he learned from Charles Craft, and that you can order it on their website at delmin.org. That's delmin.org. I plan to leave this information about these two books in the blog section and in the podcast comments. Now that we have covered some basic information on inner healing, I plan to do one, maybe two more podcasts to wrap up the foundation series. And again, the next show I plan to do is on the actual deliverance process itself. I think this will require a dedicated show and I plan to work on it after the holidays. 
I hope that this has been a blessing to you. If you have any comments or questions, you can post them on www.libertyfromcaptivity.com in the blog section. Also, if you want to contact me directly, feel free to send me a message in the contact section or send an email to me at kelly at libertyfromcaptivity.com. Have a great rest of the week and God bless you. so desperately need.